and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, we stand in awe and we welcome your presence in our lives and the power of your word to transform us. May we find comfort for those who are weighed down by life's circumstances. And Lord, I pray that you give us wisdom today to understand and to be set free by the truth and by the power of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, today we are still in Psalm 119, as I said earlier. And as we learn to abide in God's word, I would like to read from Psalm 119, verses 73 to 80. And I'm going to be reading from the NLT or the New Living Translation version. <clears throat> you made me, you created me, you give me the sense to follow your commands. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. I know, O Lord, that your regulations are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it. Now let your unfailing love comfort me just as you promised your servant. Surround me with your tender mercies so that I may live for your instructions are my delight. Verse 78, bring disgrace upon the arrogant people who lied about me. Meanwhile, I will concentrate on your commandments. Let me be united with all who fear you, with those who know your laws. May I be blameless in keeping your decrees, then I will never be ashamed. Isn't it an amazing thought that we are not just part of the crowd, but we are singled out from the crowd? And what stood out for me as I was studying this particular passage today is that God knows each of us by name. Three things that I want to share. First of all, is it's very personal. This portion of the Psalms is extremely personal. Your hands made me and you created me. And everything that we can even be and hope and do has been designed by God. You know what? This speaks of our specific purpose and destiny that each of us have been made unique. Believe it or not, you are only you and there's no one like you. And we don't have to be insecure and compare ourselves with others. You know, our pastors and staff are using a personality development tool or an assessment test called the Strengths Finder. Maybe some of you are familiar with that. Now, this test shows how uniquely wired each person is by discovering his first like five strengths in accordance with the list given by, of course, the designer. We may find similarity uh, according to the tests, but no two individuals are exactly alike. Now, this gives the psalmist a better perspective. Now, going back to the psalm, you know, a better perspective in treating those around him because, you know, he realizes that he is unique and I realize I'm unique. I hope he realizes you're unique. And knowing that God made us means that he has a blueprint for our life. And this will give us the sense to follow His commands. It is not wise and it does not make sense to ignore the design of the Maker. In fact, uh, if we do not 
follow the proper use, it will either be misuse or abuse. Abuse is also known as abnormal use. You know, God is our good shepherd. And as his sheep, we are to hear his voice and follow him. Following the voice of the shepherd will assure safety and provision. The second thing that we can see from the passage that we read is the word discipline. Psalm 119 verse 75 says, I know, O Lord, that your regulations are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it. Verse 76, Now let your unfailing love comfort me just as you promised your servant. Surround me with your tender mercy so that I may live for your instructions are my delight. You know, when we face difficulties or hardships in our life, we are not to see that as a judgment automatically from God, but rather His discipline for His children. In fact, the discipline is to undergo training from the Lord. As the psalmist sees the value of God's word, his perspective of discipline shifts. He acknowledges that he needs it. In fact, he said this statement, you disciplined me because I needed it. You know, I remember a time when we have, you know, when our kids were still younger, when we have that time of disciplining them and training them. And the Bible says, train up a child the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And, you know, we would discipline them when they would just, you know, uh, disobey or when they would lie as they were growing. Of course, nowadays they're teenagers. You know, I have an adult also, and we're not doing that anymore. But, you know, when they were smaller, we would go and discipline them. And it came to a point as they were growing up that they acknowledged that they needed to be disciplined for disobedience or lying. It was no longer a question whether they should get the rod or not. In fact, they were open already to receiving the, the discipline because they knew for a fact that they needed that. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7 to 8, it says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Going through discipline is part of growing in God's household. All of us had some sort of discipline from our parents or authorities in our life. The Apostle Peter looks at God's discipline as a refiner's fire, so we may come out as pure as gold. And the purity and the beauty of gold is determined by the fire that it goes through. God will not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear, but will provide the strength to endure. We don't have to feel sorry for ourselves, but rather be thankful for the opportunity to be closer to God in times of difficulties. We will learn to trust God's power instead of our own strength, and we will be put in a position to help and even comfort others in their times of need and difficulties. Thirdly, the word I want to emphasize is the word perseverance. And in verse 79, it says, let me be united with all those who fear you, with those who know, who know your loss. You know, it helps that we are with a spiritual family and a community who has a common mission of honoring God and 
walking in His ways. The fear of God draws the church together. You know, trials and difficulties can also bring us together in fellowship so that we can help each other and with those who know God's laws. In verse 80, it says, May I be blameless in keeping your decrees, then I will never be ashamed. And I love the prayer of the psalmist here, that he may be kept blameless in keeping the decrees of God. Not just reading it, not just, you know, uh, browsing through it, but knowing it and then doing it and living by it. You know, keeping a blameless heart will lead to a holy life. The focus is not external compliance, but internal conformity. Integrity of lifestyle, in fact, comes from integrity of heart. I mean, if we want to live a life that is pleasing to God externally, it comes from within. It comes from the fact that we are, you know, surrendered fully in our hearts to God. Then we will not be ashamed before God and men. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, I'd like to read that passage. And now little children abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. As we abide in God's word, there will be a zeal and a boldness to continue in following God. And as we wait for God's word and God's promises, we will not be disappointed because of the hope that we have. You know, hope is a confident expectation of things that have not happened yet, but it will. It is the firm expectation that good is going to happen to us in the very end. So even if we're going through these tough times or difficult times right now, hope means that something good is going to happen to us. And we can abide uh, in God's Word because we know that we are created by Him. and He knows us personally and that even if we face discipline, we can endure and persevere to the very end. Let's just take this time to continue with worship. Stand in awe of you. 
Father, thank you so much for our time together. Thank you, Lord God, for knowing each and every one of us personally in a very personal, intimate way. I thank you, Lord God, that you will encourage those who are going through a season of trial and difficulty. Encourage them, knowing full well that you are a good shepherd who will take care of them. Father, thank you for those who are in need of healing. Thank you for those who are in need of provision that you'll provide for their needs as well. And Lord, we continue to look to you as our source of strength today. And I thank you, Lord God, that you will allow your children to persevere in the most difficult circumstances. And I thank you, Lord God, indeed your breakthrough is coming our way. Lord, we thank you that you will bless everyone today. Allow me to bless you right now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you and grant you peace. May the love of our Heavenly Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thank you guys for joining. See you again next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.